the new year. It's January 3rd. I was joking earlier, is there a statute of limitations on uh, when you uh, wish someone a happy new year? And then I thought, oh, yeah, Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He had a bit about that. Happy new year. Eh, it's a little late, frankly, for the happy new years, you know? Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's too long. Uh, statute of limitations is kind of run out on the new year. Three days. Plenty. Three days. By the way, everything doesn't have to be happy. Well, why does true. everything have to be happy? Yeah, I think even three days is too long. I think the day of New Year's Day, it's still good. Then the day after, you go back to work, like yesterday. Uh, but yeah, I think it's done now. And what about New Year's resolutions? How long do you have to make one of those? I am against New Year's resolutions, personally. But I know it's still a hot topic right now. And maybe to assist you, uh, instead of a New Year's resolution, how about this? The New Year's here, what about just setting goals? And taking baby steps and revamping your life in 2024. It's possible. And our family life coach is Jennifer Dean, who joins me now to help us out. Hi, Jen. Happy New Year, Greg. Thanks for having me today. Nice to have you back here. I know a lot of people talk about a New Year's resolution, but most will fail. Well, you know, it's interesting. It seems like, and studies have borne this out, the busier you are, the more stressed, the more overwhelmed, and the unrealistic goals you set. I find this really interesting. I do have a theory. I think too often people make a resolution without actually spending the time to think about why they made it. The why for me is what powers you through the days when your mind tells you that, oh, you can wait till tomorrow to start training or reading or or putting your iPhone down during dinner. I kind of like think of about making a movie about your life in your head and then play it for yourself because once you can really see your who and your why, the what, how, and when, I think, becomes a little easier. More of a habit, right? No, it's brilliant, and I love that. Knowing your why is so important. Like, let's face it, there's a reason we do the things we do. There's a reason we're drawn to eat the cake or drink the drink or spend the money. There's a reason we do it, and until our why is bigger than those reasons, we'll never be successful. So that is a fantastic, brilliant idea, thinking about the why, playing that movie in your head making it your comeback story. It it kind of helps you to deal with some of the failures you've had in the past and yet also have hope that this time can be different. It really does have to become habit-forming, doesn't it? It really does. I'm a little bit of a different coach in the sense that I don't promise my clients they're going to lose 10 pounds in two weeks or or a month or whatever that is. I promise my clients that we're going to create a healthy lifestyle. Let's say you want to lose weight and be a different size or save money, whatever your goals are, Take another step into that and then think about it. What would my life be like? What would be the habits that I would have? How would I start my day? What would I eat in a day? What would I do when I'm out in a restaurant? And really think about that. And then let's build a plan around the habits and turn you into that healthy person you're dreaming of. Jennifer Dean's my guest. As a life family coach, what might you say to a family, Jen? There are a lot of moms and dads who admit, hey, tech is a savior at times. But it's also leaving them feeling disconnected from their kids who might only want to be on tech instead of time with mom and dad. How can we change that without the kids going mad from us saying, oh, we're taking away your tech? I think it's kind of similar to what we're doing for individuals is coming up with a why. Why is it important? As parents, we have to have conviction that we're doing the right thing for our kids because they don't always agree and there can be some pushback. So do we believe that it's really important for kids to not have screens at the table? If we really, really believe that, our why has to be bigger than their nagging and whining and tantrums. And, you know, we need to believe that this is a good thing, so we'll do it. And then we need to focus on the habits again instead of, 
you know, this is just a rule and we're just going to follow it all the time. The habits. Let's let's set a goal that we're going to have no tech at the table. And that includes mom and dad, by the way, four nights out of seven. And let's start with that. And then let's add it incrementally until we're just that family. We are that healthy family that sits around a table and talks and eats together. Jennifer Dean's a life coach. You analyze and read a lot and through your experiences, how has life changed for families? And as you see it moving forward. It's just so busy. There's so many deadlines. In the olden days, (laughs) when we were kids, we didn't have our lives so scheduled. And if there was a problem, if I was having a temper tantrum as a kid, I think my family could pause and stop and deal with it. But now you can't stop and deal with it. You can't work on the character. You can't you can't pause because you have to be at hockey and we got to get here and we have this routine and your your team needs you. It's not as laid back, and I think we had more space to deal with some of these issues and to slow life down when we needed to, and parents just aren't afforded that anymore. You're right. Too often we're in so many extracurricular activities. I don't even know if kids sometimes want to be in as much. It's true. We made a decision when our kids were younger. Instead of putting our kids in swimming, we just took our kids swimming. Instead of you know putting them in a learn-to-skate, we took our kids skating. And I noticed that. That was a, a huge difference, is that if there was an issue... We could slow down and deal with it because I didn't have to be there for practice at 7.15. That's a nice thought. Jennifer, you've done it again. You have educated me well to be a better parent, and I shall move forward this day knowing it's a lot of thanks to you. (laughs) Thanks, Greg. I hear this, and I think of the college bowl games on uh, the other night, just how uh, the college band and the crowd and the chaos, it's its extraordinary to watch uh, college football. But a uh, little Stevie Wonder joining me now, Kevin Martell from the 980 CJME Newsroom. Kevin? That's an experience that I'd really like to partake in, going to a college football game. Well, our very own Belton Johnson said there's nothing like it at Ole Miss. I had a friend who went to Ohio State University, and just hearing some of the stories and, you know, seeing the pictures and things, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, well, there, put that on your bucket list for right? 2024. You're there a little you late now, but uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, come uh, the end of the year, you could get into doing something like that. Um, have you seen anyone with their green car rolled out at a Christmas tree? Uh, kind of sticking out of it. No. I saw one the other day. Not yet, no. Yeah, because you can chop up your real Christmas tree. Yeah. And if not wanting to take it to the landfill, and you can stick it in that green card. <laughs> it, it, it had to have been a small tree, but you could tell it was a Christmas tree. Just, you know, the top of it was just slightly poking out. I've seen of lots of card. garbage bins uh, overflowing. And oh, I think yeah. uh, garbage pickup day for our area is uh, tomorrow. I think it's very I made the call yesterday. I submitted online to go for the smaller cart. We did for garbage. That. We just did that. We yeah. got it. Uh, we got the old garbage picked up, and we got the smaller one. We just I mean, there's only two of us. We don't use that much. I mean, we don't go through that much garbage. And from what I can tell in the instructions, uh, they don't uh, just drop it off. You got to wait. You got to keep your cart out there till at least three o'clock on your on the day that you put your garbage cart out, and maybe that's the day they do it. Well, that's what they told me in in an email. At first, we were told that they wouldn't pick it up in the wintertime, but then they sent an email to us saying they would 
make the switch. So we have yeah. we have the cart. Yeah, and no, we're paying less now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, hey, it's lightly snowing. Don't get too excited. There's not a lot of snow, but there is some white stuff. This will just drift off your windshield as you pull off the driveway. I think. Yeah, there's a little bit more. Uh, I know when I drove to work this morning, I thought, oh, I. You know, the last time I looked at the forecast, they, I don't think we're calling for any snow overnight. So I was a little surprised to see even a little bit. And of course, they're still calling for more snow on Friday. We're going like, eh, whatever. But farmers are like, yes, please. We need this. Yeah. Well, it's it could be periods of snow on Friday. That's what's in the forecast. Yeah. So when they say that, it sounds like a little more of an opportunity that maybe our shoveler or at least our broom will be used. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there, too. Hey, you mentioned the passing of Frank Flagle. Now, there's a guy in this city who is, uh, well, incredibly legendary in the world of broadcasting. Yeah. I'll give him that. Man, he he uh, worked with CTV Re- Regina. He worked in radio. This guy has put so much of his heart and soul into broadcasting. He's one of, like, the, the legends before us. Yeah, he's got... I mean, it's one of those names where I think a lot of people uh, know. I, I remember I was covering city council years ago, and uh, I had interviewed a guy by the name of Frank Flagle. I didn't know who he was. This was my first introduction to him, but he was there uh, talking to council about uh, street improvements, local street improvements, when they were having that discussion years ago about how to change that program. And it wasn't very long after that, you know, people were telling me, oh, yeah, it's Frank Flagle. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, the old broadcaster. He's a great guy. He was a former school board trustee of the Catholic school board here in the city. He was on the airport yeah. authority. Um, yeah, name. Nice man. Yeah. Nice man. 89. Sad to see Frank uh, pass there. But uh, we wanted to uh, send our condolences to his family and uh, friends as well. Kevin, uh, coming up here in uh, the news uh, the RPL and Trudy Stafford's going to join me after your seven o'clock cast. Uh, they're releasing the best, uh, you know, uh, the most rented books. Yeah. Most checked out books. Yeah. Did you, do you have a library card? I do not. What? My better I half. I thought if anyone, you would. My better half does. And she says, hey, she get a library card. And when you I, grew up in Manitoba, yeah. did you ever have the, the trailer pull up into town there? The library trailer? Really? No, no. Oh, Is that, that that's a thing? I've never heard of this before. Oh, it was incredible. Like growing a book, up. like a bookmobile. Yes, yes. So this trailer, I don't know. As a kid, you think it's the size of a motorhome, you know, like a, a, a large motorhome, a large RV, and it would pull up on the corner uh, right across from Rosemont Shopping Center at Martin Collegiate on the corner of the playground there. And every Saturday morning, I would beg mom to be able to walk from Second Avenue over to that, and I would spend hours. Inside that trailer, yeah. Would I they, used to have a library card. Like you, I don't anymore. Would they have? A, did they have a horn or something, like an ice cream truck to let no, kids know? No, Kevin, Come on don't down. demean it for me. <laughs> it was part of my childhood. I'm trying to share with you and be open in 24, yeah. and you just put me down. <laughs> okay, yeah. But anyhow, uh, RPL, <laughs> best books. What was the tops? It's Prince Harry's book. Yeah, it was. Memoirs, uh, a big one. And Dogs. We'll uh, bring you more in just a few minutes on that. Dogs. People want books about dogs, Greg. You don't even know what you're talking about there. Dog man. Dog man. There you go. (laughs) Kevin Martell is coming up with news next. I can do a 
The year 2024 is actually going to bring us a total eclipse here. Yes, indeed. Uh, mark your calendar for April. It'll be the first time in 52 years parts of Canada will experience a total solar eclipse. Monday, April 8th. Incredibly rare, incredibly cool when it does actually happen. Because often during the solar eclipse, you'll, you'll feel it get a little cooler. If it's a warmer day, it actually gets cooler during an eclipse as the moon shadows the sun and you start to see that pink hue along the horizon and uh, nature tends to go a lot quieter for a short period because they're a little confused thinking it's bedtime. But here's the catch, though. That April eclipse is going to be more so in eastern Canada. Western Canada will be in the direct path of a solar eclipse in August of 2044. So as much as there is one this April, uh, it won't be as big of an effect here as that one in 2044 will be for us. I should live so long. As we reflect uh, from last year to this year, I uh, call upon my friend from the Regina Public Library, Trudy Stafford, to join me now. I look back on what was popular at the library uh, last year and what's going to be hot this year. Now, Trudy, let's start with some of your stories of what was hot in 23 at the library. What was in demand the most? So I'm calling this uh, 2023 the year of memoirs that we couldn't keep up with the demand. And, of course, we started the year in January with Prince Harry's Spare. No surprise to anyone, this was the most borrowed book at the library. But we also had some other memoirs. Also did well. Elliot Page's memoir, Page Boy. Pamela Anderson, of course. She had her memoir come out, Love Pam. Pamela, and now we have Britney Spears, and that's extremely popular, and Barbara Streisand. And for anyone who listens to audiobook, her audiobook for My Name is Barbara is 50 hours long. Wow. <laughs> so that's quite an investment of time. <laughs> Two whole days, and then some. Is there one author that by far is above and beyond all the rest that has people coming to the library for? It's still Colleen Hoover. She came out of nowhere a few years ago, and boy, people cannot get enough of her. She often writes about kind of romances, but not your traditional happy ever after romances, so kind of darker stories. But she also writes kind of really tense suspense mysteries. So her most famous thriller was Verity, and that is still doing really well, that book as well. Trudy Stafford's my guest from the Regina Public Library. Is there anyone else we want to reflect on before we look ahead to the new year? The only other thing I'm going to mention is, again, it was another successful year for the Dogman graphic novel series. Kids cannot get enough of this series. Dogman is the top dog. The books always have really fun pun titles. The new one for this year was 20,000 Fleas Under the Sea, <laughs> and that was the top circulating uh, title for children's and you know what it was almost the top circulating title overall even be beating out prince harry <laughs> wow well i'm glad to hear that the younger set is still interested in reading with books like that for sure 2024 trudy what are you anticipating in the new year when it comes to the regina public library and books we've got our eye on some if you go to our social media channels especially instagram we're counting down our 12 most anticipated books of the year Tease me with one. <laughs> Come on. For me, it's the new Eric Larson book. So Eric Larson, he writes historical nonfiction. That is my jam. I just 
finished his Dead Wake about the sinking of the Lusitania. He also did The Devil in White City about the serial killer that stalked that uh, World Fair. He has a new book coming out in April about the Civil War and about Abraham Lincoln, and it actually sounds really great. Excellent. All of this, only a library card away. That's it, and it's all free with your library card. Well, in Canada, you hope that uh, Team Canada would uh, rule the world juniors. It just was not meant to be yesterday. Joining me now is Evan Bray, whose show was delayed. Well, yours was, yours was cut short. Mine was <laughs> delayed. And I was sitting at my desk finishing my prep for the show and heard about that goal with 11 seconds left. Oh, it was devastating. Well, you felt it was already overtime in the final 10 minutes of that game. Absolutely. So you just knew the next goal wins. And uh, when you look like, you know, they had 11 shots. But Czechia blocked 11. Uh, and they were weak in the first half. They were strong in the second. And their yeah. their big guns just didn't pot them. Uh, you know, I think, I hate to say it, but what, in thinking and reflecting back on the whole World Juniors for Team Canada, I just don't know if we we clearly didn't have it in us this year. That team didn't seem to gel. I even said to Jamie yesterday, is it the Bedard factor? Is it the fact that last year we were so hyped up? We had a superstar on the team. Is that what makes the difference this year? But I don't know. It was, it was a tough one. Well, that celebrating is nowhere near the Bedard caliber. But uh, he's a good player. He, he looks like he's going to be promising. There's some I think really he's good at least there, prospect, yeah. as a matter of fact. Ah, uh, boy, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Watching this. Point nine hundred. The Oiler captain, now the fifth fastest player in the NHL to reach the nine hundred point mark. That actual point came as he. he it was a no look behind the back yeah, kind know. of pass to the front of the net. That guy's insane yeah. when it comes to his passes, his intuition on the ice. Like I'm not even, as you know, the diehard fan that you are, but I'm pretty. I get hyped up for the Oilers. For this sure. is unusual. You're a huge Lo- uh, Long Island fan, New York Islander yep. fan. Yet you just told me, "Well, I'm going to go see the Oilers play." Well, in I, I mean, the Oilers probably are my Canadian team, and my son is a big Oilers fan. So we're heading in early March. We're heading to a game against Pittsburgh in Edmonton. You hope, unless Murray Wood uh, spoils that and doesn't give you the Monday. <laughs> That's true. Off. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's our hockey. Hey, Frank Flagel. Uh, Kevin and I were talking about Frank's passing. Uh, earlier this morning. You knew him, too. A, a great broadcaster. He was on uh, uh, the uh, Catholic School Board as a trustee. He served uh, time with the Airport Authority. Uh, Frank Flegel. Yeah, he, he, I agree with you, incredible fella. He came and talked to us in police college. When I was a recruit in training at the police college in 1995, Frank came in and he talked about media communications. And basically I remember, because of course I had worked in the media right here in this studio at CJME, and, I, and he was talking about how he thought media and police need to work together better. We can use each other. We can work together. And I remember like, after the class, feeling so motivated about the media. I was like <laughs> proud of the job he did. Other cops were probably going, nah, I don't know about this. But yeah, he was a he was such a good ambassador for for media, for the city of Regina, and uh, he, he'll be lost. Well, be and lost that's where sure. my time comes from with Frank. You know, we were not good friends, but anytime we bumped into one another, we always talked about radio and yeah. television, which he knew so very much about. And, uh, boy, heck, uh, I was even, uh, I think it was Wayne Manteca made this uh, mention 
uh, in talking about Frank uh, passing that CTV is going to be celebrating 70 years. Yeah. Which I think Matt Teak has been. <laughs> has he been there all 70? I don't know. But that was interesting to hear. But yeah, Frank Flagel uh, passing at the age of 89. Uh, God bless him and uh, to his family. We uh, send condolences here, too. Um, today on the show, I noticed you have Minister Duncan well, yesterday, by. I've got questions. <laughs> yesterday, Greg, I heard you saying, is this rebate being you know being given now? We're not being charged the carbon tax on our home heating bill. Does this mean we don't get our rebate checks? I heard you ask that. Well, uh, We got on the phone right away. I said, you? well, if Greg wants to know, let's call the minister. boy. So, uh, yeah, Dustin Duncan is going to join me this morning at 8.30. And, we're you know, we're going to talk a lot about, about, number one, are they going to be remitting this? Even though you and I aren't paying it off our bill, are they going to remit it on behalf of the province? Yeah. And if not, that's when the legality part comes in. He said he might go to carbon jail. Uh, I right. highly doubt that's going to happen. But at, at the end of the day, what are the implications? Implications of this going to be okay well yeah, there you go some hard-hitting questions there for him <laughs> <laughs> and like how long would he last in jail <laughs> yeah, well, well, no we won't go there <laughs> we won't won't go there Any, anything else that i should be uh listening well we've for? got brian zinchuk coming on he's from pipeline online uh oil and gas reporter uh he is part of what i would call the oil and gas sector in our province uh he did a sit down with premier scott moe just before christmas there were a couple of questions i watched the entire interview a couple of questions where i'm not sure he agreed with the premier. Maybe he did, but we're going to talk about where oil and gas is in the province with all of these federal regulations and his thoughts on where we need to go. Okay. Evan Bray show starts at 830. Did you make a New Year's resolution? No, but I do have a dietitian on the show today. For those that did want to improve their diet, she'll be uh, helping you out with For some those tips. who do or yeah, not including you? Not me. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no resolution, Greg. All right. <laughs> CJME News Time 728.